Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Holmeshead. Good day to you, Bob. Top of the afternoon to you, Sean. It's uh, it's a graduation season around. I, I was telling you earlier I had to skip this morning because I went to the uh, to the kids' elementary school graduation. Nice. But anyway, that? it is graduation time. Beautiful. I'm happy for you, brother. Yeah. Well, I think this kind of ties in with a uh, a topic that you've been mulling around about um, getting your degrees in automotive in the business. Business. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, Shorty, as I think about things, sometimes you know we go off in the cloud cuckoo land thinking about different things that have no <clears throat> reason to think about other than the fact that we're thinking about it. And I'm at a cocktail party, or I got people coming for some sort of a like a you know thing we do in a garden where you got like professionals coming here from you know public this or horticulture that or something or other and everybody's got degrees it's a phd in things and a master's in something else right and i'm sitting there uh, one of my goddaughters just graduated with a master's degree in things right you know had a nice school tuition's 50 g's a semester and you know you come out with a degree but when you're done you think about the competency level somebody with a degree and they're going off and she gets hired immediately by 12 different companies all dying to get her because of her experience this and that of traveling and living here and doing this thing there and i've been thinking about this not just in this particular instance but for decades i've thought about this actually and always get sidetracked in other areas doing something else and you know it's not the regular doing what we do as car dealers it's doing something with technology whatever right so as I'm thinking about this, we think about the people that we've dealt with over, in my case now, over five decades and competency levels. And, you know, uh, um, we, we had a thing here yesterday uh, for um, the international Latino uh, something or other. And everybody's got a title. Everybody's got a degree and everybody's got something, right? But the one thing that always happens, no matter where I go, and no matter what kind of group I'm with outside of the car business, as soon as they know that you happen to be in the car industry, that's all the topic is. Everyone's talking about this and that and cars, and I do that. I love Tell me about what should I really do and what, all this thing, right? Now, if you went to a doctor and you said, doctor, give me your opinion about doo-doo-doo. No, you got to get an appointment, and they put it on your insurance, and they charge you twenty-seven thousand because the guy said here, take this ointment and put it up your rear end or something, right? So, <clears throat> I'm saying this is not just myself. I mean, it, it, the regular car person that may have the inclination to listen to this, they'll they'll confirm the fact that no matter what kind of group you're in, as soon as they know you're in the car business, that's all they can talk about. This and that, and how much is all that, right? So I'm saying, why in a world? In, in our business, and we're not throwing like pennies or wafers around. You know, we're again in our little Mickey Mouse business, we'll do a billion and a half dollars worth of business for the year in a small business, billion and a half, right? <clears throat> How many of the PhDs actually do that? Next thing is, um, um, when you stop and think about it, uh, why in the world would we be the only ones that don't have some sort of a designation? that you have a certain skill level of what you do and it happens to be validated by your peers 
where you really do have a bachelor. You graduated from high school. You started selling cars. You did 22 cars a month for four months in a row. You got a bachelor's degree. You see that? You've been a thing. You've been a mat. You did what auction. So pick any of it. An auctioneer. You follow me? Oh, yeah, they have a competition. It's worthless. There's no PhD next to the name. You know, one of the greatest auctioneers of all time, Scott Adcock, happened to, uh, you know, uh, have a thing last year where he passed away. Uh, the world's greatest auctioneer that ever lived, without any question or doubt, uh, from the time I was a baby, every time we got on the auction block with the, with Scott Adcock. Now, all of the trouble of buying and, and moving and cleaning and body and this and that, get it to the auction block, and uh, Scott's on a block. Your Your anxiety is over. You follow me? Now, there's no PhD next to his name in his epitaph or on the simstone. There's memories and things, but there's no there's no designation. <clears throat> and when you know you read these different things about people that have had influence on other people in their lives in the business, and you know, um, it's just like a like a loose memory of somebody. You know, I got guys that when I first started in the business that had a major influence on my life: Harry O'Brien, Al Bayless. In other words, guys that, you know, ended with their beak in the dirt, but had major impact in different areas, right? Where they, we don't really, oh, I know the NADA thing. I know all about that, right? Where you go and you sit in class or whatever. But you see, in the automobile industry, it's an ongoing education that never ends. And in my estimation, um, um, I believe people in our industry, um, it's not where we're getting trophies for participating. I'm not talking about that. You know, tro trophy participation is ridiculous. But on the other hand, you know, and again, not to retract here, but the vast majority of people in a business, including big shots that own 63 rooftops and so forth, very rarely went to any kind of real formal school. It's very rare. <clears throat> Most of the people who are extremely successful in our business uh, may not have made it through high school. You follow me? Uh, got a job. They did this. They started cleaning. They did the other thing. Next thing you know, did a mat, and then they own something, and then they're successful at what they do, right? But there's no designation associated with it. I'm not saying that we're desperate to put on badges of courage and a bronze star with a silver thing and all the rest of it. I'm not saying that. But then you think also about the characteristics of our business. You know, frequently when you're going through LinkedIn, you're looking at people's profiles, and they worked here two months, they worked there six months, they went there a year and two months. They would, right? So now you got somebody bouncing all over the place. Next thing you know, they become a vendor. Why is that? Because they have experience bouncing from job to job. If they were successful, they never would have left. So it's exactly what I say about investors. You know, people are going to invest your money. If they weren't any good at what they were doing, they wouldn't need to come to you to invest your money. They'd be investing their own money. You know what I mean? Uh, so my, my point is simply, I don't know that everybody gets degrees, but I think there's a huge percentage of people have dedicated their time. and like, Dedicated. Think about this. The vast majority of people in our industry are 12-hour-a-day people, right? Yeah, it's starting to change a little bit with you're doing something else, working somewhere else, whatever. But and when you really stop and think about it, it really is a 12, 14, 17-hour job, right? Very few of us put it down when you get to wherever you're going to lay your head on the pillow. And 
there's some people in our industry that are not some. I think there's a like a large percentage of us. I'm not saying I'm one of them that would actually. I think it's not like an honor. It's just a normal thing that we do in society to recognize people's achievement in the field of their chosen study. Am I making any sense to you yet, Sean, or am I in cloud cuckoo land over here? Well, I often see on social media, and maybe I think probably you've mentioned it before, but it seems that uh, people that have gone through the CarMax uh, culture and uh, business model come out with a see, good sense of see, I, Of course, I've always said that, Sean, that it's the best school, it's the best training, it's the best employment agency that ever existed in the automobile business because they find people, never been in the business, they bring them in. A lot of them have actually got their bachelor's of arts degree from somewhere, which don't give them any kind of background to be a car person, but they bring them in, they train them, they teach them how to be happy, not making any money, uh, uh, working there, right? And then they give them enough skills that off they go to someplace else with really good honed skills that CarMax is actually... Um, uh, uh, you know, put into their brain, tattooed into their personality. Now, is there a, so think about what happens in universities. You took this class. I took physics 101. I took physics 275. You follow me? So your expertise goes to a different level. You're now speaking Latin. You're no longer speaking, you know, like a version of English, right? Because you took it to the next level. In the case of, I believe, someone who has had, a successful, uh, let's say, stint with, just, just pick on CarMax. I think that's a, a bachelor's degree in XYZ. So an F&I person that has been trained by someone who's good at what they do, and now they've been there seven and a half years, same place, doing a great job, setting you know, something close to a record every time they wake up in the morning and go to work. See, to me, that's completing a, <clears throat> a semester of expertise training so there's different there's different things so you're saying well bob it's it's a great idea but we're not going to waste our time thinking about this because it's worthless until you think about it then it's not worthless any longer because it affects every single person in the business even if you're in business for yourself because your credibility and your peer uh let's call it um adoration um, would be reflected by what type of degrees that you've actually achieved. Now, from a retail standpoint, a, a consumer actually would actually, they're dealing with a PhD in XYZ. Um, that's different than Yelp. That's different than, you know, like somebody bragging on themselves. You see what I'm saying? If it's a industry condoned, I'll get to this in a minute. If you don't mind, because I'll start running my face and go off in a different direction. And forget to come back to this, but a dealer raider, hang on just one second with that, Shoney. But my feeling is, um, um, let's just say, for instance, tomorrow we're going to have 800 cars at the auction. We're going to sell them all. Um, and let's say there's somebody new in a business and they're coming in. They want to look at these kids. Oh, Christ, how did this guy find this many cars? Look at these cars. They're all creamers. One after the next. How you do? Oh, I don't know if I can trust that guy. But you see, if there was a triple PhD, a triple, quadruple, actually a dean of wholesale, uh, sitting next to the, you know, I don't know what kind of, uh, you know, abbreviation you would have for that. But I think what would happen is it would um, help to actually um, enable. Uh, so you got a picture this, Johnny. So we're all moving to digital, digital of digital. 
It's digital. Everything's digital because it's digital, right? Now, that means that you have to take a leap of faith to get to trust. You dig it? So if something's digital, you don't smell it, you can't touch it, you ain't feeling the edge for paintwork, I'm talking about trust. You see what I'm saying? In other words, and when you get to the point of trust, right, is it for purposes of interior at the dealership? Is it purpose of the consumer? Or what about at the auction? You see, this trust thing actually turns out to be, and no one's ever done it or talked about it or thought about it previously, um, but I think it, it kind of runs cross-sectionally through everything that we do. Someone looks at your thing and they say it's a this and it's a that, right? You know, you're talking to somebody. You don't even have to start like winding up and bragging about who and what happened and all those things because you kind of have like an industry driven um, designation that goes along with those 12 hour days, 27 years, you know, um, stint here and stint there uh, type of thing. It means you have a, you're a major in physics, but you have a minor in mathematics. So in other words, you have a major as a um, the best closer that ever existed on the face of the world, but you also have a stint as a minor, as a used car buyer uh, for 17 years at X, Y, and Z. So, so that designation then, so how do you monetize and all the rest? Why would you bother with it? Well, why does anybody bother with it? When somebody puts some silly thing at the end, they got a doctorate degree in um, Mexican, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, tequila uh, business, right? So, you know, they they know how to test the tequila did a new way, and they got a patent for it, right? So they're a PhD. No matter where you go, you get a PhD, right? I'm saying, think about left and right. Look left and right, Shoney. Look at the people that you rub elbows with every week, every month. And then think about it at a broader st- uh, uh, point. See, I would keep it away from vendors. I, I would keep it internal, I- I- industry uh, specific. You follow me? Of uh, Crazer, Parbar, FNI, Service, you know, a, G- a used car manager, an auctioneer, a PDR. See, I'd keep it internal. Can this guy take that half wreck car and bend that metal back to where it ain't going to take no paintwork? See, that's a PhD. That's an artist. Now you got a, a P- PhD in art, metal artwork. You follow that? So the next time you're going around bragging about how much you do and talk to this guy, talk to that, you got a PhD in, in the, bringing him back from the dead. You see what I'm saying? I'd take it. I hate to say this, not just PDR, but bumpers. I'd take it all the way down to, you know, like, um, so bumpers. So bumpers, think about it. And now we're painting bumpers, and all of a sudden the whole car shuts down because all of the eyeballs on the bumpers get. And no, the guy was so stupid he didn't realize it, didn't tape it properly. And now all of a sudden the car doesn't drive by itself any longer because somebody painted a bumper. <clears throat> that would that would probably strip your PhD away or your baccalaureate degree away, right? So it would maintain a uh, a certain degree of competency. That I think, with designations, of course, I'm a I'm a bumper person. That I'm not that dumb to paint over top of the eyeball that drives this car. So when someone is actually, you know, got the number of the guys, hey, I got two bumpers over here, you need to be done. It, 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 it more or less 
it kind of like clarifies the uh, competency level and the uh, accreditation of that person. And I would take it all the way, all the way through. I ain't going to lie to you. I know this sounds ridiculous as could be. It really does. I know that until you think about it to title people. You know, there's title people. They sling titles and they scribble on this and they get the other thing back and they forgot to do the other thing and they don't know how to get it from Wyoming because they had to get a special thing or something, right? Um, Let me tell you something. Um, If we didn't have competent title people, um, a checkbook would be screaming, brother. If we deposit on a weekly basis 25 or 30 million bucks, the only way that gets deposited is because there's a competent title person scribbling on titles and jamming them into the thing and taking copies and so forth and doing it right. See, to me, the fact that, you you know, you want to pay them $20 an hour more uh, because they're competent, that's good until you croak and they got to go look for a job. How would they, anybody know exactly what your competency level is as a title magician? See? Um, So I know once again, it sounds ridiculous until you think about it. Now, the next question is if you were going to do it, who who would do it? So it can't be a manufacturer, it can't be a auction, and it can't be a, let's call it a dealer group, right? Because it really has to be universal and agnostic. I know I use that term, those terms frequently in, in other regards, right? In terms of guarantee and prices and condition reports, et cetera. You know, if they're not agnostic and guaranteed, they're worthless. But But then think about it. There are entities, and the reason I brought up the topic of dealer rater, um, dealer rater is agnostic. It really is based on, um, you know, feedback from X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying it's going to be dealer rater, but I think it's some, it's an entity that really does not have special interest, that doesn't have, um, you know, let's say for instance, they're not tilting the hand for the for somebody else to be able to schmeek the. Uh, the credibility of, you know, because they're taking a Duke or whatever, um, it would have to be somebody that is an entity that is completely agnostic, inclusive, and universal. You know, um, everybody's busy trying to make a living. The world's coming to an end. Uh, The market's crashing, just like some stocks are going, you know, they haven't haven't found the bottom yet, Uh, you know, going the wrong direction values regardless of what anybody said or they got a a lead sinker on them at the moment you know we don't have hertz we don't have avis we don't have all the anomalous uh participants that were putting things into the stratosphere of jupiter um you know like where they're irrational to the point where you have to hold your nose take smelling sauce in the morning to go do it again because you have to be out of your mind uh just doing it under you know the market's good yeah well, in my estimation, it's going the opposite direction. So who has the time and who would take the effort to do this? Uh, that's a good question. I'd love to get feedback from people in terms of what we would think as an industry who, if first of it has any relevance or if it's nonsense. I want you to think about it before you say it's nonsense, however. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why I don't think it's minimally nonsensical. Um, I think it could be very useful um, in many different ways, um, and and who would be that as a you know where there's hundreds of thousands of people, there might be a million people in the car business in the U.S. alone. Forget Canada. 
Um, you know, how many dealerships are there? Well, let's just say 30,000 if you make an exaggeration on 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 non-franchise dealers. So 30,000 times 70, right? Yeah, there's 30,000 times 70. That's a couple. There's a lot of people. And each one of those people, I think, um, if you if you if you did a um, some sort of a survey, would they believe it would be beneficial that they would have their competency level designated by a, a, a you know an acronym, right? Based on who they are, what they do, what they believe, what their identity is, how do they get up in the morning and get dressed to be that person? Um, you know, uh, their their network of people in their same um, category. Um, and then when they strive to move and progress, like most humans do, um, you know, we're proud of what we do. Some people are satisfied where they're at. The vast majority of people would like to move to the next level. Uh, it's kind of like what we do to a recon a car. We're taking it from a level to the next level to find a better end user. A human's kind of like the same thing, right? We're doing something. We want to push the envelope a little bit, trying to do good for our family, et cetera, personally and, you know, on the uh, the broader stage. Um, and then how, when you do that, the goal would be what, you know, how do you actually get to be recognized, um, by an entity that's, uh, you know, independent to actually give you that degree, you sit there watching these kids get these degrees. There's thousands of them. They keep walking up and there's one did this and it's a degree in that everybody's clapping and screaming and things. What did they do? They sat in class for four years, 12 years, whatever, and they got a degree, and now they got a thing on the back of their name. These people, all these people in the car business were sitting there studying all day long, and you get no degree. I think. Uh, Shoney, am I out of my – am I in cloud cuckoo land over here? Uh, you know, tell truth, you won't that. hurt my feelings. You won't hurt my feelings, Sean. You're 100% nailed it on the on the title person, and I yeah if we did if you broke down every single aspect that makes this um, ecosystem turn, there are professionals and there are people that deserve recognition, and they would be busier than ever if there was some way to find out or figure out how to. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It. I think even to pay scale. Right. Where, uh, you know, if if you've been recognized, just like when you get a master, oh, I got a doctorate degree. You're not going to work for master's degree money. Shouldn't have to. You see what I'm saying to you? Uh, why would you? you there'd be no sense to it. Uh, you took the time and effort. You sat in class. You fell asleep. You woke up. You took a test. You might have cheated. You got the thing. The next thing you know, you got a degree. Now, for the rest of your life, you're supposed to get something for nothing. I'm saying in the car business, uh, it's a little bit different. A guy bought 742,000 cars. He, you know, that guy's probably pretty good at what he does. Somebody else wants to use him to find cars, probably would be a guy that knows how to get out of When his tit gets in the ringer and there's some sort of arbitration call, uh, it, that guy's going to get you out. You ain't got to worry about it. He ain't going to stand here, I don't know what to do, boss. You see? Because he's a doctor in that particular field um more 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 importantly he has the credibility when he actually uh, puts the issue on the table uh, dr schleppenstein says that this is the issue and this is the thing you got credibility uh, there's no question about that that keeps the conversation uh, um 
in the fact range as opposed to the argumentum ad hominem range, where we start taking the argument to the human and avoiding the facts. I think I think designations um, have a, a, would go a long way to actually uh, uh, um, to solve that. I, I'm I like sorry it. to keep run, running my face here, Shawnee. It's probably a boring topic, but I would love to get some sort of a way to get feedback from anybody who has the inclination to listen to this, think about it, and let me know, Bob, you're a goofball. Why are you talking about this the day before the auction? You must be out of your mind. Or I think it's a great idea. In other words, how would we start it? It's groundswell. You know, this one, that one, the other one. Anybody that has the inclination to think about it and then start to uh, see if it's something there. That's all. I like it. Uh, check the show notes, everybody, for contact information. And if not, you know how to get a hold of Bob. Thank, Thank you, Bob. guys and girls. See you guys.